When I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call him a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the freewheeling Rob Kelly, and joining us this episode to talk about Bob's, uh, he's kind of covering himself here. This is Bob's version of Girl from the North Country as a duet with uh, the man in black, Johnny Cash himself from Nashville Skyline, is the host of the Hustle Podcast, John Lamoureux. John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rob. This is going to be fun. Yes, I really like your show. Uh, it's, oh, thank it, you. I am not a musicologist. Uh, I only really know Dylan and then a little <laughs> bit of other stuff. So I was going through a lot of your back episodes, and I'm like, I, wow, this is some deep cut stuff. But uh, I've really been enjoying it because it's, <laughs> it's very extensive. The interviews you get and the, 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 the history you get into, it's, uh, it's amazing, the legwork. As a, as a fellow podcaster, I appreciate just that, the amount of detective work you must have to do to put these shows together. Well, it's fun. I, uh, I mostly reach out – so little plug i the focus of the podcast is to touch on the emotional psychological and financial impact of brief rock stardom and so i try to i end up talking to a lot of people who had like one hit in the 80s and how do you how do you pay your bills the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and how does it feel to have gone from nothing to something briefly and then back to nothing again um so that's kind of the focus and and i'm and i only really reach out to bands i like so i'm i'm a fan you know i'm just i'm I've had questions my whole life about some of these people. I just want to, and I want to honor them. I love them, and they don't get talked about often enough. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's a great show, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, speaking of uh, being a fan or not being a fan in question, now I know, unlike myself, who is an obsessive, and, and many of the people have been on the show before who are obsessive, you are not a particularly huge fan of Bob Dylan. So I'm kind of curious about that, and I want to know from you why then this song in particular. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not not a fan. Okay. I, um, I just, to me, Bob Dylan feels like a lot of work because <laughs> I'm not I'm not particularly a lyrics person, and um, and oh, well, so I, exactly. <laughs> I I tend to respond to music that's catchy and punchy and emotive, and I wouldn't apply those those descriptors to any of. Bob Dylan stuff. Now, an expert like you, you might say, "Well, you need to listen to track track four off Empire <laughs> Burlesque because it's it's super catchy and right, power right. pop and all." Right. And, but I, my limited you know experience with Bob Dylan, and, and I have I have probably ten Bob Dylan albums. Oh well, that's, but, that's uh, a lot. Then for someone who died, that's a that's a that's a sure. pretty big commitment. Sure, I'm not I I'm not anti Bob Dylan in any way. I, I he's maybe the one of the greatest writers of popular music in the history of the art form. I completely give him that. It's just to me, listening to Bob Dylan is sort of like consistently listening to Martin Luther King or something like that, or reading the Bible where it's like, man, do we have to be this heavy every single time? Can we not just (laughs) do three minutes and, you know, and a, a nice riff 
and get out. And that's just not Bob's style. Well, I will work up a, a list for you of songs that are yes. <laughs> that are two to three minutes that are very punchy and emotive, and and uh, we'll convert you yet, John. I have uh, a feeling but... <laughs> you would do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a courtesy we have here in the show. Sure. Uh, but anyway, yeah, "Girl from the North Country." I mean, this song was originally recorded on Bob's 1962 or 63, excuse me, album, "The Free uh Bob Dylan, and then. As I mentioned, he covered it himself when he did it as a duet with Johnny Cash in 1969 for uh, the album Nashville Skyline. And and the uh, the little bit of the backstory we'll we'll get into this song is that Bob had already started working on Nashville Skyline, and it was a big difference. It was a big change. He was going completely country. His voice had changed from that rasp sound that he was doing. And in the middle of uh, recording uh, Nashville Skyline, Johnny Cash stopped by. And for two days in 1969, in uh, mid-February, they banged out about 20 songs together. They covered a bunch of Dylan songs, like uh, the one we're just going to talk about, Girl from the North Country, as well as One Too Many Mornings. And uh, I think, oh, shoot, what are some of the other ones? Um, oh, Big well, they River, did, some yeah. Johnny Cash songs. And then they did a bunch sure. of Johnny Cash songs. They did Big River, Ring of Fire. Uh, I walk the line. Guess things happen that way. And when you hear that, you know, when before it, where I had a chance to hear these songs um, as a bootleg, you know, you're like, wow, there's a whole Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Dylan album out there. Like that's amazing. And then you hear it, uh-huh. and you go, oh, okay, now I know why this wasn't an album because <laughs> right. it really right. is this game, them just goofing off. Uh, I like a lot of the covers that they do with the Johnny Cash songs, but they're really not putting a no. whole ton of effort into it. And so you could see why that Bob, you know, probably pulled the one song because he wanted to have some official record of the fact that he was recording with his hero, but mm-hmm. you, they weren't going to get a whole album out of this because it really is just them having a good time. And, and if yeah. you listen to it in that context, I find it a lot of fun because it's just two legendary figures just enjoying each other's company. And th- that's very pleasant to listen to. Right. And I think it's probably, so two things. Number one, it's probably telling that the song that I picked features an artist that I like better than Bob Dylan, Johnny okay, Cash. Sure, sure. Um, I love Johnny Cash. And then I remember once, and it, maybe you can correct me on this, I, it, maybe it was in the No Direction Home documentary. I, fe- I think I heard somewhere that someone um, described their duet as more like two people singing on top of each other <laughs> or maybe or maybe it was two people singing at the same time versus like an actual you know beautiful intertwined duet and if you watch the clip from the Johnny Cash show of the two of them singing together that's <laughs> that's really what it is it's uh it's two people just kind of you know who respect each other but don't quite know it's not very it's really awkward foreplay and the thing that i wondered is that two legends like this who were experts of their craft i wonder if they knew that that's what they were doing and that they were okay with it they didn't seem to strive for perfection in this they seemed okay with sort of the ramshackle nature of their of their singing together don't you think? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, there's a there's actually a point in, in this uh, version where Johnny Cash gets some of the lyrics wrong mm-hmm. to "Girl from the North Country," and then there's another song where they you hear them laughing. Yeah, they were they were clearly just kind of goofing around, and it's very charming. Like I said, it's it's these guys were. I mean, they're such both such titanic figures of the culture uh, that yeah, it is you could it is sort of hard to imagine them. You know, I mean, Bob certainly worshipped Johnny Cash, but it's his ego is pretty healthy. And so yeah. I would imagine it was just hard to sort of like 
dial back down into a lower gear when you would have to if you're really going to sing a duet, and they really don't. I think they. You mentioned uh, Bob's appearance on the Johnny Cash show. Uh, I actually think that's a that's a better recording of them because. Mm-hmm. If this is Johnny's, uh, I call him Johnny. This is uh, Johnny Cash's, you know, this is his forum, this is his show, Bob is his guest. And so Bob is right. a little quieter, a little more hesitant, which I think actually ironically works better. Um, mm. The song in question, Girl from the North Country, is, is really interesting in that it's Bob, he wrote it in 1963. He's borrowing from places left and right. He apparently stole the tune from another folk singer. There's a line in the song, which is uh, about the, um, it's early on, remember me to one who lives there, is borrowed from Scarborough Fair. Um, right. He took it from that song. So he was just grabbing things left and right and, and putting it together. And the thing I like about this song is, uh, and I've heard other people describe it this way, is that it's, you know, when you when you first hear it, you know, you're like, well, it's about a guy and he's singing about this amazing woman. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's all these amazing things and she's up in the frozen north and I'm not with her. And, but then you realize nah, it's it's really the singer talking to another person about this amazing woman and mm-hmm. sort of saying, mm-hmm. hey, if you're ever in that area, go <laughs> look this woman up. She's pretty amazing, which is kind of an interesting angle to take as opposed to Very being true. like, hey, don't go near that woman that I knew up in the North Country. Yeah. No, he's kind of like, hey, man, have at it. Go go find her. You'll yeah. love her. You know, she's amazing. Maybe she was a groupie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like the perfect groupie yeah, from the North I mean, of no, England. Supposedly, it is written about a girlfriend that Bob had at the time named Echo Hellstrom, which is uh, – that's a hell of a oh. name. Yeah. Uh, I heard you, like three different women right, could potentially be Beecher, the one. From Bonnie this Beecher supposedly be one. Uh, Echo Hellstrom. Yeah, Susie Rotolo, which of course mm-hmm. it appears on the cover of Free Will and Bob Dylan. Um, yep. For those of you out there, if you're, if you're so interested, um, go Google Echo Hellstrom. Uh, and look at some pictures, and you will get an idea of why Bob was probably so interested in her <laughs> when he was a young man. But, I mean, okay. what, what is it about this version, uh, which, again, is not – in Dylan circles is not particular, known particularly as a, a great performance. What, why this one more than some other songs? Uh, well, again, for the Johnny Cash um, angle on it, probably. And, I, I mean, my fandom of Bob Dylan doesn't go too much deeper than, uh, than you know, the greatest hits. And so I didn't want to go too obvious. I do love this song a lot. I assumed that it had already been picked and I didn't see it in the archives. And so I thought, well, I'll take it then. I love Johnny Cash. I love this song. Um, my, you know, my, my fandom of Bob Dylan, I wouldn't say began, but it's sort of my entry point was time out of mind. Mm. And, uh, which I still stand, I think is a, an incredible, I mean, talk about emotive. I mentioned earlier that I don't often think Bob is that emotive, uh, he, I thought he was very emotive on Time Out of Mind. And I so I love that album. And then when Love and Theft came out, I went and bought that too. And I was so disappointed. Oh. I, yeah, I, I, I was not feeling it at all. And then come to find out it's because Bob was not happy with Daniel Lanois' production. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, then that's the reason I like that album. It's because I love the dark night of the soul swampiness production of Time Out of Mind. You know, so I'm sure I'm just, you know, I'm your Bob Dylan lovers out there that are listening to your podcast are probably just screaming at me right now because <laughs> I'm a blasphemer in every way. You know, I love the greatest hits. I have a few of his other albums and I like them. I, you know, I don't pop them on very often. Uh, 
But when, when I do, they're satisfying. I mean, there's no question he's a legend. But yeah, give me time out of mind and the greatest hits and I'm pro and this song and Nashville Skyline. I like that album. And I'm good. That's okay. probably it. All right. Yeah. Do you do you have O Mercy? Uh, I do not. Because that's uh, that's produced by Daniel Lenoir as well. Yes. I have heard Oh Mercy, like on uh, Spotify or right. whatever, a couple of times. And I remember when, uh, what was the first single off that album? Uh, the Political World. Political World, yes. I remember when that came out. I remember when the album got good reviews and Rolling Stone and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I thought, well, maybe I should pay more attention. Uh, there was one other benchmark probably along the way, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, a friend of mine uh, who I worked with. We, he was a big music guy, too, and he said, you know, he gave me a copy of Infidels, mm. and he said, I, you're going to love this. I really think that this is the album for you, because he knows that I like 80s music and 80s production, and I hate Infidels. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've listened to it many times, more than some of the others, because other people love it and tell me they think it's great, and I'm just, what are you hearing? This is awful. And so... There, to me, again, there's like a sweet spot of Dylan where, and it's the early time before his voice got, the vo his voice and the production be just were not in sync with, I don't think, where he, where his talent truly lied. And that really started with the 80s. Although I do love the Traveling Wilbury albums. Okay. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, I hate to come on here and be some kind of a poser <laughs> or fly-by-night Dylan file, but I'm afraid I am in some ways. Listeners, you can address all hate mail to John at the Hustle Podcast. <laughs> I know. No, 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 it's, no. It's fine. This show, this show is me just slobbering all over Bob, waxing yeah. Bob's car left and right. That's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with having a, a contrary opinion. I, I would, I would, I would take issue with your view of infidels a little bit. It, it's it, this stuff is so personal and right. so subjective that there is no point. I would never give anybody a Bob Dylan album and tell them that you will love this. Right. That's just right. too, that you're just setting up for failure. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's like people that I know, like I love Citizen Kane. It is one of my all time favorite movies, but I know so many people who don't want to see it because they've yeah. heard it's the greatest movie ever made. And that makes sure. it sound like homework. Sure. And they go into it with this kind of chip on their shoulder, like, all right, well, you better wow me, Citizen yeah. Kane. And if it doesn't, then you walk away disappointed. So, no, no, no. We're, we're all, it's, this is a safe okay. space, John. This is, this Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Uh, Glad to hear it. But anyway, with Girl of the North Country, I, I, this is a very beautiful song. Again, I love the, the you know, even early on, you know, this is uh, Freewheeling is his first all uh, original album. And, you know, early on, he's, he's, got this way of a turn of phrase even when he's borrowing from things i mean it's it's like when you go well if you go when the snowflake storm when rivers freeze and summer ends please see if please see if she's wearing a coat so warm to keep her from the howling winds please see for me if her hair hangs long if it rolls down and flows all down her breast please see for me if her hair hang, if her hair hangs long that's the way i remember her best and you know we all know at this point bob dylan is from the frozen north from Hibbing, Minnesota, uh, on the cover of Freewheeling, he's he's in the snow with Susie Rotolo. So, you know, you you're he's painting this picture for you, and it's fun to hear the great Johnny Cash sing these lines. I mean, that's it's it's just remarkable to hear that deep baritone. That, that was an awful Johnny Cash impression. Just to hear that that amazing voice sing these lines because it it fits. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it necessarily. It's not, I think if you heard Johnny Cash sing. Uh, like a Rolling Stone, you know, you'd be like, "Well, that's a weird fit." But this this sounds like something Johnny Cash would have would have sung himself. Sure, 
Sure. Let me ask you about Nashville Skyline as an album and the voice and obviously the voice. It's the one and only album where Dylan, you know, pulled that out of his bag of yeah, tricks. Yeah, la, la, la voice, yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered if um and you would know better than me. I mean, do you think do you think duet I don't know the timeline. Do you think duetting with Johnny Cash at this time uh influenced at all his desire to sing from his, I don't know, throat versus his nose. You know, he's so nasally normally, or uh, whatever the whatever the descriptor is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you think? I don't know if maybe he recorded some songs with D- Johnny Cash first. Johnny was coming over. He's a hero. He wants to impress Johnny Cash, and so he sings in this new way. He decides he likes it, and he records the rest of the album that way. Or if I'm way overthinking it. No, he already had this voice. Um, he was already using this voice for Nashville Skyline before Johnny Cash ever showed up. Okay. Um, he this this is a voice he he claims that this is the voice that he got after he gave up smoking cigarettes. But as with typical with Bob Dylan, that's a bunch of crap sure. uh, because uh, there are bootlegs of Bob singing like this in like 1962. So mm. th- this is a voice that he could summon at will, and mm. I guess he felt it was appropriate for uh, this album. And then he basically ditched it. Uh, you hear yeah. there's some. Uh, leftovers from this album that ended up on the next album, Self Portrait. But at that point, he had ditched it and never really went back to it. So uh, this was I, obviously he was trying to go for a very particular sound for this album, and that's mm-hmm. that's what he that's when he went after. So I mean, it's it's um, it's it's fun to hear. It's it, it's a nice. I think it works better with him and Cash. Him doing this voice, I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine what it would sound like to hear raspy Bob Dylan singing with Johnny right. Cash. I've never heard that. I've never heard them actually yeah. duet on anything. So um, I was fortunate enough to see Johnny Cash live at the Bob Dylan 30th anniversary concert oh, where he and nice. June Carter sang It Ain't Me, Babe, which was mm-hmm. just terrific. Um, but, I mean, the, the, these guys had a mutual admiration society going for, for, for decades. Uh, there was a Johnny Cash tribute concert in the mid-2000s, and Bob Dylan showed up on that and sang Train of Love. I mean, these guys just just loved each other, and sure. I think it's a, it's it's a goofy little throw off to open the album, but it's mm-hmm. it's heartfelt. And again, I I enjoy this version because it is just so ramshackle and so loose, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just Bob getting to sing with one of his heroes. I think it's it's yeah. really fun. What do you make of the uh, of the other recordings? I mean, you kind of scoffed at them earlier. Do you think they have some merit? Because I was I I didn't actually even know they existed until getting ready to talk to you and. Um, they weren't as bad as some of the uh, reviews of them that I read made them sound. Um, it did sound like two guys just kind of, you know, hanging out, uh, throwing songs out, giving them a try. I actually really liked Bob singing uh, Big River. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I thought he did a really credible job with that song, and it sounds good, and they seem to be ha- enjoying each other. Do you think those recordings are terrible? What no. do you? How do you feel about those? Oh, I like them. I like them. Again, you, okay. you, you, if you, if you go into it thinking this is a lost Dylan Cash album, you mm-hmm. will be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But if you go into them knowing this is what it would sound like to be sitting on a couch and just listening while yeah. these two Titanic figures played songs together then you'll love it and i like it i actually like uh when him and him and bob duet on guess things happen that way 
and I Walk the Line and some of the more famous Johnny Cash songs. I mean, in fact, I think it's on Guess Things Happen That Way where Bob messes up the words to that song. <laughs> and no, I really enjoy them. Again, you have to go into it with the right expectations, but right. I, I think they're they think they're enormous fun. They, they're, they're kind of like a Wilburys album without the polish. I mean, True. it's like yeah, the Wilburys is them goofing around, but, but you had Jeff Lynn and George Harrison who were just these expert record producers to make it sound pretty. Yeah, um, this one is not so much that. This is just kind of like two guys, and they were like, "Okay." the The guy that was recording this, the producing in Nashville Skyline, was Bob Johnston, who was worked with Dylan for many, many years. And Bob Johnston, by his own admission, said that his job as producer was to hit the record button and then hit it again when Bob was done. Like that was <laughs> that was his view of being a producer. He felt as though Dylan did not need producing, and I think. Uh, you might suggest that 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 argument is uh, is is no, that's is, fair, not right? valid. That's, <laughs> no, that's true for him. Believe, believe me, it's not. I don't want Bob to be anyone other than who he is. Right, right. It's just at the end of the day, I may rather listen to uh, Hall and Oates, you know, <laughs> or uh, uh, the Police, or David Bowie, or something with a little more kind of oomph, you know, something I can feel um, some hooks. I just appreciate that more. I know you're laughing. You're like, do you not hear the hooks in Bob Dylan's whatever? How many hooks I'm sure. supposed to have, John? I know, I know. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> I know. Um, it's not that it's not hooky, but it doesn't. It doesn't speak to me emotionally. Um, right. If you read it, I mean, as poetry, it's it's incredible, of course. But for for my taste, ninety percent of the time, I want my music to be something fun and emotive and punchy, and I don't think. Bob Dylan's music is any of those things. <laughs> oh boy, your Twitter feed is going to be fun in a couple. Oh of come days. on! Oh yeah. come on! So uh, anyway, so yeah, this is uh, this is a song Bob has returned to off and on throughout his career. It, he has he started playing it live May of 1963. He last performed it August in 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. He has so far done it 546 times. So it's a song that. That, uh, you know, is never, ever far from the repertoire. In fact, I mentioned the 30th anniversary concert. Uh, when Bob came out at the end of the concert to do some of his solo numbers, he sang this song. He sang mm-hmm. Girl from the North Country. So it's obviously something that's always sort of, uh, you know, been important to him and a song that he feels like he can he can pull out and play. And, and, it, and it's terrific. And so, you know, this is... I, we're kind of repeating ourselves here. It's just fun to listen to because it is sure. these two amazing guys. I love Johnny Cash. Our dog is named after Johnny Cash. So Good for you. We're a huge, huge, huge fan of the guy. And it's just great hearing these these two guys together. So I'm glad you picked this one, even though like I said this is this would not make any, no one else would ever ask for this. I think what? Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. see, okay. Yeah. See, I thought I was really touching on something cool and unique here, but I can well, tell. No, it is so unique. in the in the it Dylan is... community, I'm a, I'm going to be a laughing stock because I picked that one lame thing that no one really no, wants no, to. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay. It's not it's not lame. Okay. It's not lame. I don't think there's very few things us Dylan fans would call lame. Maybe the Dylan and okay. that album, but but no, no, no. But I mean, oh. this is just this is just not a song that shows up on anyone's list of when I've asked people what songs you want to talk about. This song has never showed up. So when you mentioned, I was like, "Well, there you go, John. You can have it because no one else is going to ask for this." One. Oh my gosh, I feel like a bigger loser than I did before. Well, but that's okay. I love this song. Okay. I'll stand by it's, it. Yeah, it's terrific. It's true. It's a very, sure. very pretty song. And you know, again, the guy knew how to uh, probably turn a woman's head. You know, I mean, if, sure. imagine having this these lines. Uh, written about you. I'm wondering if she remembers me at all. Many times I've often prayed in the darkness of my night, in the brightness of my day, 
So if you're traveling to the North Country Fair where the winds hit heavy on the borderline, remember me to one who lives there. She once was a true love of mine. You know, good stuff, man. It is beautiful. I gotta, I gotta say one other thing. It, I don't, as great a writer as he is, I don't like thinking about Bob Dylan writing love songs. I, I don't know. Maybe that's blasphemy too. He just it doesn't strike me as the kind of lover man that I want to aspire to be, or that I want singing the words that that I want to say to my to to a woman. Even though they're beautiful words, it's uh again it, to me it's more poetry put to music than it is like I don't know sexy or uh, <laughs> like I, I'm into I don't I don't know they aren't the love songs that I would play. I don't know. That's probably wrong to say. I, I think I, there are a lot of women that would disagree with you, John. So really, see, okay. I am such a poser on this thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're going to stop here before we, we let John get in, uh, incriminate himself any oh, further. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's Girl from the North Country. It leads. It's track one on Nashville Skyline. Uh, for, for a lot of, the, for people who are listening to this who are not uh, dig deep fans, the song you would know from this album is Lay, Lady Lay. That was Bob's huge hit off of this record. And we actually covered that uh, way back in like the first five or six episodes of the show with Max Romero. It's one of Bob's big, big hits. And so this, this album spawns that. So, well, John, uh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate you, your, your willingness to be contrary uh, sure. on the show. And I appreciate you doing this. And I said, I really enjoy the hustle. And uh, it's great to talk to a fellow music podcaster, although you are way more uh, in-depth than I am. This is I'm, oh, I'm, well, I'm coming at this from this particular angle. You are way more far-reaching. So I, I appreciate it. And let, tell people again where they can find your show. Well, you can search for it in iTunes or wherever. I mean, it's called The Hustle. Um, we're at thehustle.podbean.com. should be in any uh, podcatcher you, you've use um my advice would be to go into the archives and look for names you recognize from bands that you like and start there and try those and um we try to kind of give in depth you know emotional how does it feel to you know have had it one moment and lost it another that's kind of where we go and so i'd start there and if you like the vibe and the style then stick with it cool that's exactly what i did when I, I, I was subscribed to the show and I went through the songs like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. Okay, I did Good. that. So, yeah, it's a very, very in-depth show. Give, if, you're, if you're a fan of, of music, more music archaeology, uh, give it a listen. Yeah, give it a listen. It's a good show. So, again, thank you, John, for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, I have to give thanks to my executive producer, David Ace Gutierrez, who helped put us together. So, yep. thank, thank you, David. And like I said, thanks, John. I appreciate it. It was, sure. it was fun talking to you. All right. You too, Rob. All right. Well, Take care. Th- Thanks, everybody, for listening. Of course, you can find back episodes of our show on the network site, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're always talking about Dylan over on Twitter, which is at pod underscore Dylan. So thanks for listening, and we will see you later. Bye. If you're traveling to the North Country Fair, where the winds hit heavy on the borderline. Remember me to one who lives there. For she once was a true love of mine. See for me that her hair's hanging down. It curls and falls 
Johnny Cash was um, at that time, if not now, maybe if, uh, he was the epitome of country music. He was um, the the living ultimate end, and uh, and also, uh, you know, I loved all of his gospel songs too. And uh, meeting him was a, at that point, you know, high thrill of a lifetime. I don't sing a song with you. One of those songs you wrote. One of those countless billions and billions of country folk protest songs, Johnny. That's what it's nice to be get. here, man, with a real protest. That's for what change. you got against me. <laughs> I didn't write the song. Did <laughs> I did it because nobody else would. Well, you get... <laughs> His songs meant a lot to me. Even uh, even the uh, that line, uh, the met her accidentally in St. Paul, Minnesota. I mean, that would just give me the chills every time I heard that. I met her accidentally in St. Paul, Minnesota And it tore me up every time I heard her drawl, southern drawl then I heard... We'd see each other time to time here and there And get together and, well, you know, pound songs out A lot of it just went by in a blur <laughs> 